The Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgivenpodcast.com backslash edge to get started today. And with that, let's start getting started today right now. With That's it. Yes, welcome to the quick cutoff, that is. Let me do that again. I am the man in the box. Welcome to the bottom line, Bombs. I am CJ Sullivan, and you are inside the box. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Finally made a live one. That's right. Welcome to the bottom line, Bombs. This is the show to picks with bits for tobacco use only. I am, and uh, we got a special hip, hypocritical episode of the bomb, the blood money bomb episode. As you can see, my thumbnail. If you're watching on YouTube, like always, fresh, never soggy is who finally made it here for a live show. Hold on, while I retweet myself to get other people to come in and join us. Welcome though to the YouTube. Make sure you smash the like button. If you're, you're looking at the thumbnail, the blood money bombs, because the big news yesterday. Of the LIV tour and the PGA tour merging, as they say, it, it wasn't a merge at all. They just bought them. They merge like, uh, like this truck merged today on me driving on the, uh, the 134 out here by just fucking no signal coming on over three lanes. Like he's lo- like, he's falling into bed. Just, uh, and just engulfed the entire road. That that, that, that was the merging that LIV tour did. Let me see. Let me um, let me retweet myself now. I guess I'll, uh, I'll retweet myself now. There we go. That's it. And then we'll get into the show. Um. Oh, I forgot to start the clock. All right. So I love this. Uh... <laughs> Not only tobacco use flower power only. Yeah, I know it's kind of a joke I do there. Uh, always fun. Tobacco use only, of course, is the bit. Um, back in the day, before weed was legal everywhere, you go to the head shops to buy a bong, and it would say for tobacco use only. Like that's how they got. That's how they got around the laws of it. That's my. That's my bit. And uh, John Roy, a comic. Late, who lives out in Los Angeles from Chicago, though. One star, one of the first ever sarsers beat uh, Loney Love. He used to have a bit to say, yeah, a legal hit of a legal tobacco hit out of a bong would kill you <laughs> or at least rip your throat apart. And so then when they give away picks, they say for entertainment purposes only. So I cross it up. That's where my bit comes from. These picks are for tobacco use only. What I mean is it's a lie. Gamble with them, lose. We did give away some bombs last. I, we'll get into that. We we, did, we did, we're, we're on a hot streak, by the way, with the bombs. We've been all over this NBA series. We're all about hockey. Forget about. It. We're crushing hockey. I will get into that today. I'll give out um, preview tonight's NBA game three, Denver Miami, and tomorrow's Ice Cup, Vegas Florida, also Miami, uh, game three for tomorrow. I'll give out those bombs and a man in a box segment towards the end about. Um, Holding the door, Amazon shopping, maybe it's the Marion Rogers and Taylor Swift at the end. See what we'll see what we have time to put. Right now we have to I have to get into this LAV golf stuff because I, I I love this story on so many, so many levels. It's uh my God. So the so the Saudi Arabians bought out the PGA tour yesterday. And it's what I love about this story is it's just hypocritical everywhere. Everything about it is just hypocritical. I was on this. That's uh, years ago when it came out. Um, the battle. What I loved about the battle in the beginning was, you know, so Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia had poached a bunch of PJ golfers, gave them a bunch of money, and they had this ridiculous LIV tour, which was ridiculous. And you know, and everyone, people left for big players left for money, and then the PGA was all angry because they're leaving the golf. You know, they're taking them players from them, which cost them money. But they wouldn't say it like that. So they, they, they did the hypocritical saying of, you know, 
take, ah, oh, you're taking blood money when, when fucking, first of all, you're not a good billionaire PGA. If, and also if you're looking at the PGA for moral leadership, you're looking in the wrong place. They're all corporate assholes. These are all, this is all white collar drug dealers. So they would both play this cat and mouse game. Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka and these guys, they'd be like, they'd go, and Bryson DeShambu, they'd go up there and talk about, oh, the Live Tour is great for the game. It's great for uh, the youth. We're going to bring kids into it. Like, no, it's not. Just say it's for, and PGA would be like, just say it. You're going for the money. Just say it. And they wouldn't do it. So they were like kids arguing. And neither side was right. Yes, they're doing it just for the money. But why do you have to? And, and, the, and the PGA want, wanting them to admit it was hilarious. Like, just admit it's for the money. Why? Why do you need them to say? Why do you need them to admit it? You know it. Everyone knows it. Like, are you are you a child? You need to hear it. They're doing it for the money. Everyone's doing it for the money. And that's what happened uh, yesterday. So uh, it was a big winning day for LIV golfers. That's what was so annoying about yesterday too. I mean. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to start with this story. It's so great. <laughs> so you had the live golfers celebrate because the live golfers, <laughs> God damn, the live golfers were uh, losing. That's the thing about this. That's what made it so weird. Like it seemed like that they were losing. Like they they all went away. They got this money. They all got they all got billions of dollars. Which I'd like to know how much money they actually collected for this. They talk about this like fucking Scrooge McDuck, like like oh, no, how about the players who didn't sell out? I like when that those are the losers, people who didn't sell their soul are the losers. Zal Torres could have got a hundred million dollars. That's got to feel bad. <laughs> but but they act like they were going to get a hundred million dollars lump sum, like it's the Powerball. Which you always get the lump sum because you never know what's going to happen. 30 years. <laughs> Maybe they did something like that. Get, uh, you can have $100 million net in 10 years, Will, or 30 now, lump sum. Get the one lump sum because you don't know what's going to happen 30 years from now. That's what they tell you with the lottery. Yeah, you don't know. They get to keep the rest of it if you die. Well, I always say, I do know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen 30 years from now, but I do know what's going to happen if I get. $500 million in my lap today. I'll be dead tomorrow. So give me the allowance. Um, anyway, Hideki Matsuyama, that was, uh, that, that, <laughs> they like rubbing it in his face. He was offered apparently $750 million. How much, where's this? I mean, I get this is endless money they have. These Saudis, how much gas are we using Americans? Let's <laughs> this is a call to action. Jesus. All right, we got to end NASCAR. If they can be offering Matsuyama $750 million, that's how dependent we are on this fucking oil. You had people online, uh, golf fans, like, in what world is Matsuyama getting offered that more than John Rahm? Uh, a world where Asia exists, you fucking idiot. Matsuyama's huge. Japanese golf star who won the Masters. He's enormous. He's sponsored by Strixon. Yeah, Strixon's the number one fucking company in the world because of Asia. People don't understand how many people are in Asia. China has over a billion people. They had a law. I don't know if they still had it. Where you can't have more than one kid. There's too many people in the law. They'd kill your kid if you had a second one. And if you were born after 1968 in China, you have to live on top of somebody else's shoulders. That's how the, that's how the situation is over there because there's no room for you. I don't know if that's true. Um, but <laughs> and Matsuyama's from Japan. They love golf. Asia, love, Asia loves golf, first of all. They just don't understand how much they love fucking golf. One, because they can't believe uh, the land that we waste over here in like America. They come over here and they're like, what What do you do with this land? Ah, you know, we relax on a Saturday. We stroll out and play 18. Oh, that's great. We would have 7 million people living on your back nine. We just build upwards. But no, that's that's great. So that's what I love golf. Um <laughs> 
They just got to stick a pump in the hand hole and get another billion. I know it's what it's it's crazy. So I can't I can't imagine all this money's happening at once. Did Mickelson and all these assholes get all this money just piled into direct deposit, like two hundred fifty million dollars? It can't be. They'll never show the conspiracies. Um, so all the PGA players that held the water for the. Uh, for the PGA, they're being mocked. I think someone's being mocked for not selling out. It's so funny. And then um, Mickelson already. The way he he's such a fuck. He's such a liar, Phil Mickelson. <laughs> and he's funny. We all we all like. Him. But like the way he would talk about like, oh, the way the live tour is you know growing the game and and for the youth, the live tour was. Garbage. <laughs> Everyone knows it was. No one, no one bought into team golf and the range, the range goats and the fucking hot shots or whatever. And the PGA wanted to get rid of it. Get rid of it. It's gone. It was never existed. No one watched it. No one went to it. I'm not saying they were bad golfers. They're all good golfers, but they weren't. They all they want to do was come back, and now they are going to come back, and they have to pay a fine. That's hilarious too. This. Fucking this guy Bonahan is amazing. That's my favorite thing about this story. And there's so much to break down into it. And I'll get into it. Let me take a quick break. But Jay Monahan becoming just the universally hated enemy. I like any story where everyone can put all their attention to one person being the worst. And that's him. Jay Monahan. So I'll get to that in a bit. Let me tell you about Edge Boost though. First, it's supported because that's what this episode is supported by. It's the world's worst first bet now pay later visa card. It currently offers up to 2500 in betting advance. You get down some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll. So you can double down your favorite bet or even use some in the middle or hedge, which I do not recommend. Hedging is for gardeners. Edge boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. They're more of a loan uh, carp, if you will. Because they have zero interest. You know, a carp just is a fish that doesn't really bother anyone. Or does it? I don't know. I don't really know much about fish. That's why I need this. I lost all my money betting on fish. The band, not 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 a fishing contest. I bet uh, I bet a, a fish concert would be under four hours, and I was wrong. So anyway, uh, <laughs> Edge Boost can be a part of your responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across betting accounts in one place. Support SGPN and the Bottom Line Bombs. And grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge to sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge. You must be 21 years or older. And if you have a problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Here's some Kenny Rogers songs on that hotline. Anyway, um, that's the thing. And uh, you're right about this. Always fresh, never soggy. The NFL better watch out, he says. Suggested FIFA didn't take with, but I'm mean, corrupt. I mean, they do the same thing with soccer. They don't like an English soccer league team. The, the NFL, what, what's the, I mean, th this is not a good sign, by the way. And I get it. The government does work deals with Saudi Arabia. I get it. You know, like, why do we expect more of out of our athletes? I don't know. Cause we, we expect more out of people than we do our government. People are supposed to have some fucking morals. But this is not a good sign that Saudi Arabia can just come in, buy one of our icons, you know, one of our things that we'd love, or just create a fucking cartoon version of it, throw money that way and have our and have our stars go there and then just buy it. And it, that's not that's not great. They can do the same of course they can do this to basketball, football, anything. Someone said, what's to stop them from buying the USFL? You could probably buy that for $400,000. And then throw some money at, you know, at all the stars they have in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, come on over. And have a Saudi league and put it all over to Saudi. So we'll see what happens in the golf. Tell you what, those sand traps are going to be a hell of a thing now in the golf in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> That's a Nick Vatterot joke. He talked about last night. Got to give credit to where credit's due. Um, so yeah, so you have Bryson, Bryson DeChambeau, oh, man. I tell you what I do love about these interviews. Because they still have to grill them about the Saudi Arabia uh, blood money, you know. And they're and they they're not, these guys aren't good. 
at defending that because they're golfers and they're athletes, whatever the hell fuck it is. Um, the public investment fund, PIF, whatever, and the government. And it's something to talk about Yasir Al Ramaman. Like he's just like, ah, oh, he's he just loves the golf, you know? Sitting down with him for 10 minutes, and I felt just at ease. Yeah, 10 minutes for him to give you a duffel bag of cash. Where was DeShambo was on CNN today, and he was he's basically saying, listen, they are. <laughs> We know we know they might have been responsible for 9-11, but we talked to them and they said they don't plan on doing that again. Not if we can show them some good golf. So I, for one, believe them. We're trying to move forward. They know they made a boo-boo with 9-11. But hey, we were involved too. <laughs> Insano, welcome to the chat room. Cream, yes, we understand that. Cash rules everything amount. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, some people do. That's right. And like, they're like, and so the shape was just like, I mean, you know. And well, what made this amazing was, like I said, the commissioner of the PGA, Pat Monahan, who did this, he did this deal apparently like on a gondola in Italy and Venice, being wined and dined by Yassir. He called him a scumbag before a year ago. Yeah. After he showed me some money, I didn't think it, was, it wasn't too bad. He drug <laughs> a year ago, Mount drug around the victims of 9-11, brought them to Congress, brought them to DC. Like, can we get some sanctions some, against these guys? To the government, which the government's like, yeah, you you brought it. You're talking to the wrong people, actually. We we love Saudi Arabia. We do good deals with them all the time. You're, you're thinking of human rights people. They they care about that. We don't. So a couple of weeks ago, he was actually in the office of uh, some Connecticut, Chris Murphy, some Connecticut senator, asking if he can get sanctioned against them too and like outlawed from America. And then he does this thing. <laughs> and that senator's like, I guess it wasn't about human rights, was it? Yeah, no shit. No, it wasn't. It was about money. It's like when another drug dealer tells a cop, like, yeah, I heard there's a shipment coming in down the street. You might want to take out one of my competitors. That's what this is, white collar drug dealing. Um. Anyway, so you had Bryson defending that. I love it. They're just happy they're going to get rid of LAV. Like, the LAV golf tour was never going to be a, th it was never a fucking thing. If anything, now I'm pissed because now I have the CW app on my TV. I don't like, I don't, I can't get rid of it. I'm not, so now I'm stuck in a, now I'm watching Smallville in the Flash. Flash is pretty good, actually. Um, so now we have Monahan. And Monahan is just, so Monahan, everyone hates him. 9-11 victims hate him. All PGA golfers hate him. They cost him hundreds of million dollars, and they sold him all out, threw him under the bus. And I don't know. What, and he has to do these interviews. He has to do them. I guess it's not finalized yet. I don't know why he doesn't retire. Get the fuck out of there. Why would you even do this anyway? Just get out of here. Retire. Leave. But, you know, he's bringing more money. because <laughs> And I get it. You're bringing more money in. You need money. Fine. But just a... I just... It's just funny when you... I just hate when you make cocky assholes the winners. When you're making Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson winning for golfing in shorts with the radio on. Told you this was the way to go, baby! And they're right. I get it. I don't... I like... No one's blaming the players for taking money. Now they're blaming players for not taking enough money. We were right, baby. Everything's a joke. <laughs> oh my God. This is amazing. I mean, I could, I can't get enough. I can't get enough of what the, he, and the message is like, they asked him about the nine 11. Now, now uh, my hand, you, you drug those nine eleven guys around, guys, family victims, <laughs> and you talked about them, and you brought them to government, and you know you you pleaded this is where uh, the money's going to, and now you're now you're uh, their boss or they're your boss. What do you think about nine eleven now? He goes, yeah, I, I forgot to tell them, forgot to mention to them. I should have. <laughs> well, all right. Um, let me see if I can get them. 
I'm gonna pull up this. Listen to him try to answer. It's fucking hilarious. Let me pull it up real quick. And then, uh, then he describes. Well, it's not about you know what happens now. I know a lot of people are gonna be pissed. He had a meeting apparently yesterday before the Canadian tournament, which got heated, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Imagine that one. Okay, everyone call me. Want to call me a piece of shit for fucking ten minutes? statement yesterday they said you co-opted the 9-11 community in taking a moral stance against live how would you respond to that group well i um i read terry's comments uh i i you know obviously acknowledge her loss and completely (laughs) understand her position and to the question that you were just asking, you know, <laughs> I wish I think about the fact that I allowed confidentiality what was that? I wish, to prevail what here. What did he say there? I think about. I wish. I wish. I think about. I think uh, about the fact that I allowed confidentiality <laughs> to prevail what here. What are you talking about? And in allowing uh. confidentiality to prevail, I did not communicate to <laughs> very important constituents including <laughs> the families of 9-11 and I regret that uh, I, I, I really do um, but as we sit here today you know I, I think I think it's important to you know to reiterate that um, I feel like the move that we've made and, and how we move forward is in the best interest of our sport we've eliminated those fractures um, but for, for any, uh, any difficulties I've caused on that front, again, I have to own that as well. And that comes back to communication. So far. Jay, the he answered families, that like he had, United he was not, str- listen, come on, man. I was just screamed at by Rory McElroy. Called every Irish curse in a fucking book for the last three hours on Zoom. I, do, I need. Do I need to hear this from you? Now the nine eleven people are mad at me. God damn it! But then he's like, yeah, but in ten years from now, everyone's gonna be happy. That's what sports washing is. That's the term sports washing. Anyway, right? Exactly. Exactly right in saying no. In other words, I'm rich. That's all that fucking matters. I mean, none of, none, I mean, obviously they're golfers. They're and they're oh, they're some of the most evil, the evil people in the world. They're walking corporations. That, that's why I love when they try to take the moral high ground. And of course, they're fucking sellouts and hypocritical. Of course, their shirts already. They're walking billboards like they. Do they do it for the, they do it for the love of the game for that? Does Rory Mac they drive a Cadillac for the love of Cadillacs? Everything about them's getting paid anyway. Good guy, I can't. Ah man. All right, let me let me take a quick ad read break, and then we'll come back. Um, I'll get into the NBA bombs and then the hockey bombs. Uh, because we do got to talk about that. See, see, I knew, I knew this subject was going to get away from me. And then I'll do a man in a box segment. So let's do that. All right, real quick though. First, let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy, because we're also brought to you by them. Best Ball Mania Four is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Fifteen million dollars in prizes. Were they sponsored by LIV too? What the fuck? This is a Saudi fantasy game. <laughs> Plus, plenty of ways to win with NBA and NHL, MLB with a player prop. Parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And that should do it for the ad reads. All right, let's bring it back to the bombs and now let's get some NBA going. One more Patrick Ryan. I mean, he was so funny because he was talking about, you know, I'll never do anything in Saudi Arabia. What changed? Well, it took me about 10 minutes. I knew this guy. I knew this guy was. He actually says this. He had a meeting with him in private in Venice on a gondola. And he goes, after 10 minutes, I, I trusted this guy. And he's, I, this oil chic who murders reporters. 
The LPGA is going to have a, that's what they say. Like the, the LPGA, they used to have to tell them to slut up their outfits to get viewers. And now Saudi Arabia is going to tell them to cover up <laughs> anyway. Um, I hope they take all the tour events over there. Good Lord. Are there any openly gay golfers? I mean, I don't want to accuse anyone of being gay, but there's gotta be a gay golfer in there, right? If you're not a gay golfer, Saudi will sniff them out. That's for sure. Anyway, let's get to the NBA pops. I'll play that again. Actually, just for a little bit. It's so long. That of course conducted by the great Peter Tosh, reggae star, Peter Tosh conducted. Just kidding. I can't think of that without thinking of the Tim Robinson sketch. Sketch from Saturday Live. It's hilarious. Look at that up. Not now. After my bottom line bomb show. Uh, game three is tonight. Denver in Miami. In Miami. Line is two, two and a half. Depends what you got. Um, Miami won game two. Just to show, uh, which we, we went broke down. Uh, Spolester the greatest coach of all time. Everyone's saying he was hilarious. The best was uh, the ESPN reporter. Sean, someone was saying, so you made Jokic a, a score, and that's how you beat him, right? He goes, oh, yeah, to the untrained eye. That's ridiculous. And un- Which is a ridiculous, pompous way to say that. The untrained eye. Basically, he was saying, don't be so loud about it, ESPN. Jesus. Malone's going to hear you. Don't tap the glass, as we say in poker, and let the fish know that they're fish. He hears that. He's going to fucking fix it. So it's been like a week off. It seems like, when did they play? Sunday? Is that game two? And that was Wednesday, so that'll help Butler tonight. Um, and Malone, he's been funny as well. All playoffs and Nuggets have been complaining about how we don't talk about them. You don't talk about us. You talk about other teams losing. You don't talk about us. Come on. We're good. Yeah, we're good, but, you know, we don't like Denver. Like we said before, Denver, you're just not that cool. You're not as cool as you think you are. Now that we all have weed, we really don't have a use for you. That used to be your thing, weed. Now you're the pot dealer trying to call us to hang out in our own time. No way. Get out of here. And your celebrities suck, too. You're like John Benet Ramsey's brother. John Denver. John Denver is your most famous guy, and he's not even from Denver. That was a lie. He's like from Bakersfield. He's not even from West Virginia, for fuck's sakes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so it should be a good game tonight. Uh, all the money's on Denver, so which makes me like Miami. But I just don't think so. I mean, I think I think because the way Denver played so bad and their way they're getting called out of not having any heart or any effort, you know they're going to come up with some effort, and they are the better team. And Jokic himself, he's been hearing about this. He's the MVP. I mean, he's, he's just so much bigger. That's a problem. People, now, now, there, now there's that narrative going on, how we don't like Jokic. Now we have to like Jokic more. We don't know enough about Jokic. I love when the media tells us that the media needs to do a better job of promoting Jokic. What? Kendrick Perkins is like, the media needs to do a better job promoting Perk of Yoke. You are the fucking media. You're ESPN. You're all the only thing that you're a monopoly. Go ahead. No one's stopping you. We like Yoke. It's fine. But like, Jesus Christ, he's a giant out there that has like, you know, those weird passes and the bugs got. Someone said, I think it was the Land of Dan Levertard show. They said, like, if he went to Duke, you know, we would love him. If he was just an American player, what about Luka Doncic? Ah, well, I guess that goes that argument. We love Luka Doncic because we like the way he plays. We don't like the way Jokic, I mean, we like the way Jokic plays. It's just, I don't know. He just looks like a weird guy from the, from the CIA. He's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Stop talking about what, stop telling us who to like and what to like and what, that's why I hate about it. We talk about him. What is everyone a child? Everything's great. Anyway, we are going to take Denver minus two. Let's bomb that. Um, and Jokic, I think he scores more. I think he scores over. over. Is he going to try to not score now? I tell you, he's not going to score. I'm not going to give out the Jokic props. Although I do think he'll he'll come back with a triple double. I'll do that again. That's actually plus one thirty. Jokic, I'll do that. Jokic triple double plus one thirty. Here's the two uh, props I really like. 
I like uh, Bruce Brown to make one three-pointer. That is minus 150, but hammer that. To make two three-pointers, that's plus 205. That's really good, too. He's going to shoot regardless, and he's getting a lot more burn. That's that's what I love about those guys. They don't care if they're missing or making. He's going to shoot them. So you're not going to get cheated on that bet. I mean, if he doesn't make, he doesn't make it. But you're not going to be like, oh, I wish he would have shot more. He'll shoot him. He is very cocky to get out there for the guy of very little talent. Now, Michael Porter Jr. has been a disaster. And uh, Malone doesn't have too many moves, but I think benching him is going to be one move. I'm not saying he's going to bench him, but unless Porter Jr. does anything, he's going to be it. He's going to see himself out of the rotation pretty quickly. So let's go under 14 and a half with Michael Porter Jr. What do you guys think of Jokic in his, in his ugly game or pretty game? I mean, it's great, but I just like when they have to tell you how great it is. If a big man to be doing this, this is great. What you're watching is great, is it? Okay. If you say so. I usually like people that dunk, but all right. That don't have to fucking look down at the rim like he does. That's the thing with him. He's just, he's just, he is, he, he's like a, he's like a weird giant. He's like a giant from like, uh, like the fairy tale days, you know, Jack and this Jack and the beanstalk kind of giant, you know, he, 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 he seems like a giant, like out of a fable. He's not like Patrick Ewing or Shaq or those guys. You know, he's just, he seems like he has a green hat with a feather on it, you know, and he comes flying. I don't know. Wishes and grant them down and like Gulliver's travels. It'll take like, <laughs> like 70 normal people with ropes to bring them down. You know, I don't know. Oh, I like that. Watch Denver. They're great. It should be a great game. Um, either way, I think they will split. I still like Denver in six. I actually kind of hope Miami wins tonight. And then I, then I can play Denver in the series, which they obviously can. Because having the full week off, I'm, I'm actually talking to myself into Miami. The public is on Denver. I'm taking Denver. Fuck it. Um, all right, let's get out of that. <laughs> the great NBA theme song by Daniel Tosh. Comedian and first host of Talk Soup, right? That's who's got to be really upset. Everyone's talking about all the uh, golfers that didn't take their money. Which I get it. They're upset. How about the people that hosted Talk Soup before Daniel Tosh cashed in with the same exact fucking show? Daniel Tosh is making $30 million a year. Meanwhile, John Henson, you know, he'll occasionally throw a Netflix show at you. But uh, Netflix, awful. Nobody tried to recreate that on Netflix. That was a joke. It was that. And good riddance, actually, for the whole, for the crew laughing formula. Get rid of that bullshit. The Jade Capita version, and we all love Jade. Good for her. Anyway, where are we? Let's get to the Stanley Cup. Let's get to some ice bombs. Hold on, let me go to the other one. Sound, soundboard, sound one, soundboard. Uh, well, that's cocaine. That's the ice, and we get into Vegas, Miami. Now this is what we're talking about. This is our, our Thursday game, game three. We've been all over the series. One, we're gonna I'm gonna toot my horn a little bit. It's only two games into it, but I gave out, if you remember, Brad Marchison, Marchisol for MVP or for Con Smythe, I should say. For Charlie Con Smythe. Lord Lady Bing, all the hockey trophies are named after Canadian prime ministers or viceroys, you know? They don't just say MVP. Con Smythe is MVP. And it's not even MVP of the Stanley Cup. It's MVP of the entire playoffs, which is weird. So we broke down what that is. Anyway, so we gave out uh, March Assault at 9-1 to pre-series. He's now the odds-on favorite at minus 120. So that's good closing line value. So hopefully we can bring that home and get that 9-1 to winner in. That'd be great. Vegas is up 2-0. In this series. So they're coming to Florida. The line is, let me take a look. What is the line? Is it minus uh, 
Here's minus 120. It's pretty low. Let me flip this, flip the switch. Yeah, minus 120. The over under is up to six because both goal. They're supposed to be a low scoring game, but both both games have been high scoring in Vegas. It was five two, and then what seven two or something last game? Something crazy. Vegas has been running them. But the first game was kind of competitive, even though it said five two. And this and we broke down this series so far perfectly. Game one was Saturday night in Las Vegas. And that's when Florida, you just get to town, you go to Vegas, you land, you're excited, put on your good outfit, you go down, you meet the center bar, you have a few drinks, and you usually come out, you, when you get to Vegas, you usually win right at the beginning, you know, because you're feeling good, you're feeling vibes. Ah, let's throw a number on the wheel, spin that, get that, all right, play some blackjack, get up and run, we got dinner reservations, you're being responsible the first couple hours. And that's what they did. They were tied up, they were winning, they were tied, it was 2-2. And then at the end of the night, sat, you know, that Saturday night, it gets away from you a little bit. You take an L. You're going to give something back to the blackjack table. Some of your winnings, you stay too long. You get, Vegas starts getting good to you. So they lost game one. But they woke up still feeling all right about themselves. You know what? Coach was even saying that. First 10 minutes, we were good. I thought the layup was going to hurt us. But then things got away, you know. Things got chippy. As they do, because you're like, okay, now we're really losing uh, some money. Then you hang out for Sunday in Vegas, and uh, okay, now you're pulling your money together. You go out again, and then you get beat down. And then you have the Monday game, game two in Vegas. And like I said, you're going to Vegas for the weekend. By the time Monday comes around and you have to fly home, that's a sad flight. The flight back from Vegas is much different than the flight to Vegas. The flight to Vegas, everyone on the plane's having a good time. Everyone's, hey, they're happy. They're making bits. You're doing jokes. They're going to Hawaii. They're putting lays on you. You're rolling dice in the aisle. Everyone's happy going to Vegas. Coming back, you don't want to talk to anyone. Like, this place fucking sucks. It's a soulless, burn this place to the ground. You're broke. You got conned by some fucking stripper. You want to commandeer the airplane. Speaking of uh, 9-11, you want, to re- <laughs> you, want to, you want to take over the pilot. Fly this into the New York, New York casino, pal. Let's take this right. Do they have a World Trade Center here? Let's take it out. Because, you know, you have to go home and face the family and go to work. It's awful. And that's when Vegas really shows you what, how cruel of a town it could be. And that's what happened game two. They pummeled them 72 because like, yeah, get it. And they said, get the hell out of here and go back to your job. So now Florida returns home for game three tomorrow night. And now when you get back home after a Vegas trip, there's a little transition stage. You know, you don't trust anybody because you're just in the most sinister place in the world where everyone's a liar. Magicians, or that's why magicians do so well in Vegas. We said that uh, earlier with David Blaine and uh, Chris Angel has a show at the Luxor, and I think they rang the siren. Magicians do great in Vegas. Everyone's a liar, like we said before. Magic is a lie. It's not. It's not really magic. They're also with the. They're also like the LIV tour. <laughs> We're like, just admit it. You're doing it for the money. And nope. Not at all. We're doing it to grow the game. No, you're not. You're doing it for the money. Just say it. You know it's for the money. Just, But I need you to say it. And that's the thing with magic. How'd you do that trick? It's magic. No, it's not. It's not fucking magic. If it was magic, you would rule the world. How did you do it? I can't tell you. Okay. I, okay, fine. You can't tell me to do it. I respect that. But don't tell me it's magic. It's a skill you learned. You grew up... And as we said, the key is loneliness. That's the key to all magic tricks. The key is not having friends growing up and, <laughs> and being in your bedroom and learning tricks. That's, that's the key to magic. So anyway, so they lie to you. They lie and say it's magic. Vegas lies to you. Everything's a lie. Every woman there is a lie, it seems like. Women are talking to you. They're beautiful. Like, wow, I'm really, I'm really something. No, you're not. They're working. Everyone's working in Vegas. And then when you find that out, you feel betrayed. Like, what the fuck? 
I thought the prostitutes, you know, were prostitutes. They hung out in a certain area, whatever, Bunny Ranch or whatever. No. Then you realize the real prostitutes in Vegas are the ones amongst you. Not the ones with the name tags on it. They'll have a fake name tag like they're in there for a convention. So now you don't trust anybody. Now you go home back to your small town in Florida. You land for game three. And you think every woman on the streets a fucking prostitute. <laughs> you think everyone's out to rob you because you were just in Vegas for the weekend. Someone comes up to you, excuse me, sir. So what do you want, you whore? I don't have money for you, you whore. What? Jesus. I was just gonna I was just gonna tell you you left your phone behind, you asshole. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I was just in Vegas. I think everyone's a whore and a thief. I have to get that out of my system. So you you play it close to the vest, which brings us to game three. I expect Florida to take out some Vegas anger. Being down 2-0, and it's not against not even against the team. I mean, they started fighting in game two pretty bad because they're like, get me out of here. Now they're just going to take it out against Vegas, the city, and the women, and everything that's lied to them. So minus 120. We're going to take Florida to win a game. To win a game at home. I like this one a lot, actually. And also, we're going to go under. Under six. That one, I mean, it's not going to be like the way the games were in Florida. Bob Roski has been bad, obviously, but... Their defense hasn't been great either. Their defense hasn't been great apparently all uh, playoffs, but Roski's bailed them out. And now they're saying they just never face a team that could capitalize like Vegas. Who knows? When they write about hockey, who knows? And who knows what the advanced metrics are in hockey? The, the danger zone plays. They converted on high danger three on twos. Like what? Puckalytics. Jonesy and Barbsy and Puckalytics. No one knows what the fuck it means. Anyway, under six, we're doing that. Should break into the crops. Hopefully, March Assault continues to lead them now in points and goals. He leads them in goals. Um, we need a little. We need a little reverse coalition, as they say. Correlation. Sean Green taught me that term. Where we need. Uh, we need Aiden Hill to give up some goals. I don't. Uh, we don't need the goalie for Vegas winning that trophy. The Con Smythe, the Charlie Con Smythe, Lord Stanley, Lady Bing, which means best defenseman. What? Why didn't you just say that? Anyway, um, should we break down some hockey props? I... Kachuk has to uh, bounce back. Kachuk has been a disaster. He's trying to fight every. Kachuk is that bro who just can't, who couldn't handle Vegas. Kachuk's been great all playoffs. He was and he was he was leading everyone to win the Conn Smythe coming into those two games, but he lost his fucking mind. You know, we always have that one guy who loses their fucking mind in Vegas. They think they're cool. Oh, he's gonna do great. They're dressed up. Next thing you know, he's got his shirt off. He's getting kicked out of one casino. We gotta go. We gotta get out of here. Fuck all this place. What? We just got here. We didn't, even, we didn't even go to dinner yet. Fuck dinner. They're all against us. I want a marker. A marker? You have $800 in your name. What do you mean you are a marker? You're not getting a marker. That's what Kachuk was. He could not handle Vegas. He's doing strip clubs. He can't believe how much <laughs> money, you know, the guy, will, the guy who always pushes for the strip club. Like, all right, relax. We'll go there eventually, but we can't do this every night. You got to pace yourself. So he got in fights. He's like, fuck it, I'm out of here. And he was just getting fights in every game to get kicked out. Those obvious fights, too. Like hitting a, a <laughs> hitting someone right in front of the bouncer. Come on. At least, at least try to hide it, Kachuk. So coming back here, I would, I'll give out that one problem. I'll give out Kachuk to score a goal, plus 180. Bomb that. And over two and a half shot. Let me, let me look that up. The, uh, what his props are. Let me let me look up what two goals are for Kachuk. I think Kachuk's gonna have a nice game. He's he's, he's he needs to settle down after uh, after his Vegas weekend, and then we'll go right to the box. Here we are. Um. So plus one twenty. I'm sorry for one goal for Matthew Kachuk. You know, let's just ride the Kachuk train. Let's just, I mean, he can't, he has to fucking, 
why am I curse like why do I curse like that out of nowhere? I said before, I will curse as part of just saying a normal sentence, like I'm ordering chicken fingers. But then if I have to really curse if something angers me, I will I will uh, I'll say like geez Louise or something like that. Anyway, plus one twenty is a goal. Five to one to two goals and a hat trick is twenty nine hundred. Should we go hat trick twenty nine hundred? Let's do it. Minor bomb on that. Hat trick almost thirty to one on Kachuk. Let's do it. And two goals, five to one, bomb that as well. All right. That should uh do it. Let's recap real quick. So on the ice, we're going Florida minus one twenty. Bomb it. Under six. Bomb it. Matthew Kachuk to score a goal. Plus 120. Bomb it. Those are three ice bombs. And then sprinkle. Run the ladder, as we say. Sprinkle. Two goals. Five to one. Three. Hat trick. 2,900 or 30 to one. Wherever you can get that. Uh, and then the NBA, we're taking minus two for the Nuggets. Bomb that. And what were the props? Oh, yeah. Bruce Brown over half three-pointer made, and Michael Porter Jr. under 14 and a half. That's how that is. Oh, and Jokic triple doubles. Those are enough bombs to get you through. Now let's get to the box. And in the penalty box, I like it as I drink my Starbucks. Like I told you, I'm new, I'm new to the coffee game. And there's a Starbucks where we park here, so I go, I go in there to make you know make sure the car is legit, so I'm not just a guy taking up a parking spot. Now I got people telling me Starbucks is bad coffee, that it's like the McDonald's of coffee. Okay, uh, McDonald's is good, right? People like McDonald's, I heard. But I get, all right, I got I get, but I get what they mean. It's not the it's not the greatest, but you know what you get, and you get it every time, and that's all I need. Never coffee. Not that I get anything special. I just get like an iced coffee. Iced Americano if I want to get a little, little juicy with it. When I first started off, I would get whatever was on the billboard. Whatever the new product was. Sugar cookie swirl dooley cream thing. Sure. Then I looked up the nutrition. And I was like, oh, okay. I, you can't be doing this. This is, It says 94 grams. I might as well be doing fucking cocaine. I don't drink alcohol. Anymore. I'm like, this is any healthier? This is way... <laughs> Way worse for you. Calories and sugar. Anyway, um, I held the door open for this girl today. It's going to the Starbucks. Woman, I should say woman. Um, here's the thing with holding the door open. So we're we're walking towards it. I hold the door open. That's just that's just the way I was raised, you know. Hold the door open for a lady. Sometimes even a guy. And eh, never really a guy. No, a guy has I mean, I'll, I'll give you, you know. The, the, the I'll flip it for you on the way uh, on the way through. I'll give you that, you know, but I won't. Uh, I'm not going to stand there and hold it for you for a guy. Um, but so I hold the door open for the lady. She looks, oh, thank you very much. But here's the problem with that: once you hold the door open and they go in, now they are in line ahead of you. I didn't. I, didn't, I don't want to. I didn't sign up for that. You know, I'm being nice with the door open. I held your door open. Now you take a you take a pause and you reciprocate and say, "Oh, well, you are here ahead of me. Get in line." Now she goes right up to the counter, orders her goddamn fruzy fruit, whatever the hell she's ordering. So I don't know. I uh, I'm not gonna go against the holding the door policy. I mean, I kept I kept it in because I am a gentleman in the box. I'm a gentleman in the box. Uh, anyway, that's, that's just how I'm starting off this, uh, this man in a box segment. So I'll hold the door for you, but I will not hold your spot. You need to reciprocate it. We need to get more of a community. Anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about, but that's, that was an audible. I did just cause it just happened to me. Uh, I wanted to talk about, I guess we'll get into Aaron Rodgers in a bit. Amazon. I did want to talk about the lazy Amazon shopping. Amazon. Of course, speaking of villains and number one and why I like what I like about the live story of uh, the commissioner Monahan becoming the most hated enemy, the universe. I like when someone's universally hated and with Amazon and Jeff Bezos, people trying to tell me, I like how Amazon is this evil corporation that the 
of all the billionaire corporations, they're the number one known. They're the monster. Okay, great. And I still get stuff from that from them. But uh you know. So we all shop from Amazon. Prime member, you have to. It's great. You're like a king, but you you just beckon things and it comes to your door. Random. So get I need a body wash. I need a shoehorn. I need uh cell phone cover cases and a phone charger tomorrow. And you know, it are just delivered to you. You don't go to stores. You don't interact with people. You're not helping any businesses. You're only helping this one company. So I get why people protest it, but or not protest it. They try to go out and say, but I'm not going to a store. I'm not interacting with people. And they don't know what the fuck they're doing. People, people at stores don't want to hear from you now anymore anyways, it seems like. Especially in L.A. You go to a store in L.A. and the people working there act like, act like they have no idea why you're there. Why they're there. They're like a scene where, like in a movie scene where someone robs a store and they tie up the owners in the back and then they work the register and then customers come in. So they have to have fake, like they're, they still, they run the store. Like, okay, what's that? I don't know. 10 bucks for, for a candy bar? Okay, nothing. Take it. I don't know. Every store like that's like the real owners are tied up in the back. So I do Amazon. So, Okay. I get that. That's not a, it's not a great quality to have, but now this is how lazy I'm getting now. Now I, I'm not even buying things I need from Amazon. I'm buying things that I already own that I just can't find. Like I'm, if I lose something, I'll be looking around for it. You know, I'm looking around for this phone charger. Like I just had it. Where is it? Huh? Well, let's see. I can continue to look and not know where it is all over the place. Or I can know exactly, know exactly where one will be tomorrow outside of my door, 9 a.m. for $15. I can do that. I can know where one will be tomorrow if I can wait till tomorrow, which I can for no matter what it is. So that's what I plan now. I can look for something or I could find it, a new one. Delivered for some money, of course. So that's not also not a good sign <laughs> for me <laughs> as I move on in life. That I'm that I'm, I'm not even looking for things anymore. Just bring me another one. And that's when I like when Amazon said, you know, when you buy something from Amazon and they suggest and they like here based on your purchases, we suggest you might like this, and it's the exact same thing. Like no. Why would I want another suitcase? I just bought the suitcase. Ah, we just thought you'd want to do it again. It's That's for me. <laughs> I actually do. You know what, Amazon? You're right. Give me a couple weeks. I'll lose this. And then I'll uh, I'll need to buy this from you again. I'll need to buy uh, whatever it is. I can't even think of an object. A flathead screwdriver. I couldn't find a flathead screwdriver the other day. So I just Threw one on Amazon. Although, again, in my defense, in Los Angeles, finding a hardware store, a hardware store in LA is more, it's, it's like a restaurant. It's like a nightclub. They have a secret list to. That's a true story. Hardware store. I went, I'm like, what's this hardware store? It was a fucking, no, this is a secret pop-up fucking club here. None don't belong to. What about a real hardware store? We don't do that in LA. Actually, there is one in Santa Monica. It's a small hardware store. I saw Jane Lynch there. During COVID, she had a mask on. You could tell she wanted to be recognized. What, what a perfect way to see Jane Lynch in a hardware store. Good for her. Doing the whole lesbian thing. Um, anyway, that's my Amazon story. What do we got here? We got some time. I could, I could wrap it up a little bit. A lot of people were talking about that Aaron Rodgers story last week. I never got to that. Aaron Rodgers at the Taylor Swift concert with Miles Teller. What a fucking douchey friend of things that is. So the four of them are at an Aaron Rodgers concert, and he's chanting, Jets win the Super Bowl because he wanted to manifest it. This is what happens. It's what happens when you have you know you get new girlfriends all the time. You have young girlfriends. You have to go to Taylor Swift concerts. You have to talk about things like manifesting, and you believe in it. Aaron Rodgers is so ridiculous. We're in a good place in society where concerts now cost forty thousand dollars for a children for a child singer. 
Taylor Swift. I mean, you know, I'm not going to hate on Taylor Swift, but like it's adults being in it. So into Taylor Swift is kind of weird because her music it's tested on children and children love it. Cause it's a mechanic, you know, there's a rhythm to it and like a rhythm to it. That's an overstatement, a formula to it. And I'm not saying it's not good music. I, I mean, eight of my Shazams, I think are Taylor Swift songs. I, I always get angry sometimes at my Shazams. I'm like, what's this song? I'll Shazam. And I'm like, don't be Taylor Swift, please. God damn it. Every time. Not every time. I have like at least four or five Taylor Swift's on my Shazam. Because they're hits. I mean, they, they there's a, a factory of a thousand writers that come up with this. Of course they're fucking hits. So now people are paying $50,000 to go see your concert. What the fuck kind of a world is this? These people are paying for these concerts. Good Lord. Yeah, my Shazam list. I, I always say Shazam is who you really are. Your Spotify list, I don't want to hear you. I don't want to see your Spotify list. That's who you want people to think you are. You know? Oh, here's this cool, hip Spotify list. Remember that at the end of the new year when they would give you that year-end review and they would, like, have make it like a music festival? Here's the C.J. Sullivan Music Festival, the Man in the Box Music Festival, based on your songs and who you like. That's who you think you like. That's not who you really like. Shazam! That's who you really are. That's who you were born to be. I would rather show you my web browser, my fucking Pornhub search list. I'd rather show you that than my last 10 songs I shazammed. That's embarrassing. That's humiliating. Porn, I don't care. Judge me Judge me until you judge yourself, whatever you whatever the fuck it is. Because everyone knows with porn, yeah, we, we, you wanna, we don't want to look under your hood either, pal, before you judge me. But Shazam, yikes! That one you got. That one you got some explaining to do. You got to take that to court. Not enough Allison chains in that one. Anyway, that's gonna do it for today's. Uh, let me take bring it out wide. That was the man in the box for today's bottom line bombs. I didn't want to get into Aaron Rodgers. You know. Uh, I th I, the coffee thing threw me for a loop with the whole uh, door and line thing. I'm not even that angry. Uh, I'll, get, I'll work it up later. Anyway, it's been a good show for me. And the Live Golf Tour next week is the U.S. Open in L.A. And I'm already working on beat, trying to get to get out there for the uh, U.S. Open. Represent SGPN Sports Game Podcast Network. The man in the box out in the field talking to men on the street. That'll be great for me. And for you guys. Um, thanks again to Edge Boost uh, for sponsoring this episode. My double down play of the day is uh, Bruce Brown, one made three pointer, minus 150. That is my play of the day. Um, so do that. Enables you to double go to sportsgamepodcast.com backslash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamepodcast.com backslash edge. Anyway, um, rate and review this show if you can, please. Subscribe, of course, to the YouTube channel and like the YouTube. If you guys are watching YouTube right now, like, don't just sit there. Like, just hit the thumbs up. It's no big deal. But it helps the algorithms for me. Uh, thank you, Insano. Always never, always fresh, never soggy, and everyone else who jumped in on the comments. I should, that's what I forgot to do. I forgot to remind people that you can comment. I, people love texting me afterwards. Oh, you could comment? I didn't know you could comment. How's that work? It works as you enter the comments. On YouTube, though. And I am live Mondays and Wednesdays at noon Pacific, three o'clock Eastern, every Monday and Wednesday. Go to the YouTube because it helps with the you know, you can join in the comments. So that that's on me. I gotta I gotta announce that more. I'm not I'm not good at the promotion thing. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just doing I'm just a guy in a I'm just I'm just a guy in a square or a man in the box. Um follow me on Instagram, CJ Sullivan was taken. Or Twitter at CJ Sullivan underscore. Follow my other uh, podcast Blackout Diaries. I do a show on Flannery. It's a drinking story show, podcast. Wherever pods are told, you can do that. Uh, it's a fun. That's a fun show, actually. We just had Tom Clark on this weekend. Great comic. He told he tells hilarious stories about uh, bad gigs and bad auditions. Get into that. He tells about the show. Uh, I was I'm reminded because I did a show last night where it was basically like that. There was ten people. But he goes, if you like me, go to this side of the room. If you don't like me, go to this side. And then they did it. The people were shifting sides of the room. And one guy stood in the middle. 
<laughs> and, he, and he would go side to side depending on what joke he told. That's fucking hilarious. Anyway, do all that. So, uh, but meanwhile, give this show here to Bottom Line Bombs with CJ Sullivan five stars. Give a review. I don't care if it's a bad review, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just do it. Because that's what I need to make things. I mean, I give you everything else for free. That's all else. These bombs that hit in, these bits that hit in, picks with bits for tobacco use only. I'm losing my mind. All for you. All for free. All I want is a review and a thumbs up. Just give me a thumbs up. Give me a Fonzie, a simulated virtual Fonzie. All right, guys. I love you.